Dr. Sujata Pandey is a mental health expert especially for women and children. She is currently working with the government of Chhattisgarh on their national health mission as a district program consultant. She holds a master's degree in public health. With this podcast we tried and dig deep down on the journey of a health warrior during the extreme time of covid. What kept her going throughout all this? What made her choose to be the part of the 4am club in the morning? Her take on time and food management, her inclination towards spirituality and the never-ending desire of imbibing the holy Bhagavad Gita. Her 3M science deeply inspired from this life-learning book and the prevailing stigma of socially not opening about mental health in India. The session with Dr. Sujata made a deep impact on me. Her wise set of knowledge and a deep psychological view of all these contexts made the first episode of this podcast a real intellectual one. I hope you'll enjoy the first episode of a new podcast called Seek Your Purpose. Hello Dr. Sujata and welcome to Seek Your Purpose. I'm really obliged to you that aapne waqt nikala for us. Thank you be a part on this show. Thank you so much for inviting me. So I've just heard you got vaccinated with this covid 2019 vaccine so first of all congratulations for that and uh, how does it really feel to get vaccinated like in between just like 3 or 4 days of it was being launched <laughs> uh, feeling it is special and uh, most of um, i should say it, it most deserving we are actually we are the frontline uh, warrior covid warrior uh, i should say great 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 we just having a word yesterday and uh, we discuss on this thing that uh, instead of giving it initially to the politicians first or maybe the top actors and actresses or maybe the celebrities in the world they have given a chance to all the frontline workers so does that really feel privileged for this government that you know they are obliging your work for all the frontline workers yeah in a way it is like that uh, what you saying but uh, we see that the relevance of getting vaccinated it is only us uh, the health professionals the policemen and those who are working in in front line day and night uh, i'm not saying that uh, politicians are not but but still uh, we are the one who were uh, in the like front line during that period and still we are uh, you know beating this uh, covid uh, pandemic so yeah it is much deserving i should say right 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 So my first question to you will be uh, when the entire India was under lockdown during March April May June and even July uh, people were asked to be into their home be quarantined being home quarantine keeping them isolated and i would say it was the front uh, frontline warriors just like you medical practitioners sanitation workers policemen traffic policemen who were all and out there just making sure that they give their best to the society and while rest of the people were totally into their house you were out there facing the front line situation actually so what was your experience overall can you just give a brief insight on that how your days went to what what should i say it was it was a very uh, mixed experience i should say it was exciting it was uh, challenging it was demanding a lot we were not knowing what is coming next uh daily uh, sops were coming daily guidelines and uh, daily evening briefing by uh, who bulletin it is the first 
pandemic declared by WHO. So international emergency were there. We used to uh, read in our textbooks uh, during our college days about international emergencies and pandemic. But it is it was a live experience for us. And uh, back then we heard about Spanish flu actually in in nineteenth uh, century. It lasted around yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. So in that period also, that was the another uh, period. We were not witness that. We were not. Uh, we were just reading about that. So. Chance, I should say, uh, experience those uh, pandemic, and because we were the only person who can have that, you know, stake, uh, uh, serve in a way. So overall experience was uh, learning and uh, challenging. Yet we we had a lot of fun also. I should say. So what kept you going throughout all these things? All these last four, five, six months, you guys have been there on the front line, helping people out there, and. You know, while we are just sitting and watching Republic TV in front of us and just getting, you know, all those panic here, actually, so what was all like that? What kept you going throughout all these things? It was, uh, you have nothing to, you know, lose or nothing to do. So you, you just have that one thing to do. And that was the thing for us. Um, be it uh, health professionals or uh, those policemen and other professionals of revenue and other parts. We had that responsibilities on us that we don't have anything. We were not getting Sundays and any any holidays in between. So it was day and night we were just uh, working through uh, our days. It went in a flow, uh, I should say. There was a pressure. And yes, we were knowing that things are getting worse and things will be uh, going to worse at that period. So that was the thing. We were just doing that at a particular time. Beside, uh, like I said, when you have nothing to do much, so you just focus on what is important, right? So in that way and along with um, doing that thing in a scheduled way, that, that made us actually keep going. My God. And when we heard of the news, like people of Tablighi Jamaat or people or uh, Sardas from the Nandet side, the returning and, uh, you know, all, all those kind of news that they're spreading throughout and they were called of sort of anxiety among people, you know, people are spreading and might be the cases will increase. I guess you were in the uh, contact tracing side? Initially, yeah. Initially, yeah. Like initially, I was doing that. So can you recall any incident that actually made you feel, you know, what I haven't been part of? This is something quite scary, actually. Not actually scary, but yeah, like you said, I feel like I'm getting a little philosophical view on that. But there are times and there are things in our life when people will do what they can do, maybe worse thing at that particular time. And there are people will do at, at their best, their best thing in, in those worst times. So it is like that. It is perspective of a person. So what they have, they will throw to the world, right? So. So whatever you you spoke about those persons, so they will they will you know try to you know make us or they will try to uh, make things difficult, but they cannot because ultimately the thing will like it's always uh, going to prevail. It says now, so it is like that. Uh, I don't want to uh, you know discuss much about it because it is always the best thing we should take and uh, to you know get inspired. Right, 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 we right, should right. seek our purpose, you know, like like your. 
what actually kept you going throughout all these things. That force that you were actually hitting you hard from behind. You know what, Sujata? Just go and get it done. Just go and seek every other day. Just go and do it. I just had that. I think this is my purpose. Serving the community is the only purpose. Like a public health professional, what I've felt so far. And that was the period when I can best out of me. At that particular period. And even now also. So scheduling your day, getting into things and doing it a uh, better way. Not best, but better way. Just just better version of uh, yesterday. That, that made me and there are a lot other things. Uh, I told you that public, being a public health professional and especially in coming from the mental health professionals. So it was my duty and my passion to promote mental health hygiene and mental health in the community, overall health in the community, along with trying to decrease uh, incidence of diseases, I should say. So that was the whole thing. And uh, if you are in, into mental health, so you are a bit mental also. So you do things in a you know, insane way. So that, that comes like actually inspiring for, for me as well, along with the community. My God, that's the best confession that I ever got from a mental health expert that if you are into this field, then you're sort of mental also. Honestly. <laughs> so just tell me how your day went through like. And especially, let me just tell to my listeners, Sujata wakes up at 4am in the morning. My God, I'm really inspired from that. And just brief about the, what actually happens when you wake up at 4am and how does things actually turn out to be? It is a famous saying, no, Ki early to bed and early to rise. During our uh, school days, we are keep uh, hearing about this uh, makes person healthy, wealthy, and wise. It is, it is the truth actually. So when you are waking up early, so you have more, you know, time for yourself. Actually, first thing. Second thing, we always, you know, complain about we don't have time. And when you are waking up four, so you have, you know. Almost three to four hours uh, extra. We don't have, everyone have that you know, 24 hour in, in their life. Most of the time we waste actually in sleeping. And especially when it comes to 4 a.m. thing, uh, it, it comes from a famous book. Uh, it's just that I practice that. And when I woke up at 4 and even, even like like the digital clock outside we have a body clock inside our, our own body so this is the period even our scriptures say the Brahm Mahurat is the period when we are talking about 3am actually 6am it is a sort of Brahm Mahurat and this is the period where uh, your mind is in it you know coolest and calmest uh, phase and the world is you know at sleep or sort of silence is there and there are many things are happening at that particular time and it's the best time to meditate and best time to think best time to imagine best time to study and what not exercise and whatever you want to do in with your life and usually if we what we have done, uh, the whole um, food pyramid or the uh, body cycle, we have actually uh, made it upside down. We all are having, you know, most of us having the biggest meal in the dinner because we have time night only. We are rushing through our days in the morning because we are not waking up at time. So that is one thing. Another thing, we are 
waking up at night we are not sleeping beyond 12 uh, we are sleeping at 12 or after 12 one or two i guess most of the population is because of this lapping phase we are uh, sort of uh, we are actually making our life like this so this is actually we are not investing but wasting our time in waking up at night and not getting up we are wasting it so now i am sort of investing my time to get up early so that i can do most of my things in the morning while you are you know uh, waking up or getting up at 6 or 7 so my half of work is almost done so i'm already far away from your rat race now way my god my god i would just like to tell the listeners that the book that she is talking about it's uh, the 5am club by a very famous person called robin sharma and i read this book somewhere around a year back i tried to wake up at 5am it continued for somewhere around like a month or maybe two months but then even after that i i would say the thing that you were just talking about it's actually sort of disbalance between the work and the life that people are unable to actually clarify and they are unable to actually differentiate what's important from them it's somehow i guess would be some sort of disbalance some sort of thing yeah it it is sort of disbalance only or another term will come uh, the management time we are a bad manager of life actually it comes to manage your thing we are excellent at our work okay we are earning well we are doing uh, things uh, we are going beyond our capacities you know and we are like doing uh, out of deadline we are doing a lot of things but when it comes to our own body or mind or soul it is by who definition of health says that is a complete state of physical mental social and spiritual well being and not merely the absence of disease so in that way we are not talking about if i don't have any disease that doesn't mean i'm a healthy person if at all mm, if i am not right. so socially healthy if i'm not spiritually healthy so the who itself is saying that we need to you know look all the dimension of health we are merely you know go, uh, getting into gym and doing workout and there actually i'm not against uh, gym or other thing but it comes to health we all are actually stick with the physical health not the mental one not the spiritual one and forget about social one all parameters are important and uh, the thing with which you are talking about is actually the thing we are not focusing on uh, these areas we have that energy we are actually doing uh, these things but not in a uh, constructive way we are sort of going into the flow which we are providing through uh, the social media or uh, the republic tv like you said there other media people are just serving us and we are just receiving those things but we are not actually choosing what is best for us what is best for my mind what kind of information i should get and what reflects out of it so it is all about that part. that's really clear and taking a note from that what actually led to the build of this community of this podcast especially for me you know what that 2020 actually made me realize you know you need to have a physical you need to have a mental and you need to have a financial fitness if you really wanted to survive the extremities of this world so when it's about physical fitness much more focus on the nutrition side rather than being on the working out side because anyhow by the end of the you are at least walking and walking itself is a workout kind of thing the other thing when it's about mental health yes your power of your own thoughts whatever comes to your mind it's because of all these practices that you do 
maybe spirituality meditation yoga and all those kind of things maybe reading a good book is also a good habit that helps and definitely to support all this thing you need to have a dosage of that personal finance management so taking up with taking a point from that point on i i just you know just clicked in my mind you know what this is something that we should drive actually the younger generation we should drive towards attaining a knowledge on all these kind of things i heard about your 3m science that we just discussed a day before so what exactly is that 3m i am really curious to let my listeners know sujata's 3m point of view it actually it is not mine but it it comes from a very um, very famous religious book uh, that is bhagavad gita three m's are meditation mindfulness and manifestation like i said that i am into mental health and uh, along with mental health there is one uh, my expertise i work with uh, stress management there is a sessions of uh, stress management which i gave to these groups of um, our community so in that we are actually talking about day to day stress in a philosophical way and spiritual way meditation is the most important thing like you also mentioned that we need to uh, you know have sort of balance in our life meditation gives you that that balance and how it does it is like we are talking about stress so first of all stress is just initial or any kind of response from our body for demanding challenge whatever it is maybe like for a for a child for a little child maybe uh, urge to do uh, urination that is a stress it generates stress in his mind for us also urging to you know have water it is a physical uh, form very simpler uh, example of stress likewise when we have this pandemic itself is a stressor for every one of us it read of thing and combat with this thing and come out healthy and a lot of other things these are the things which makes our body respond for that thing in that way we are not equipped for that so it will cause some sort of physiological changes like this is a very famous classical example of uh, stress a lion is you know behind you so what what will be your initial response you will not think about the future or survival your survival is the only question you will not think about your future right so that time you will sweat you will have palpitation your heart will go like anything your respiration will go like anything and you will fly from that place all right so the pseudo lion is everywhere uh, in in our life nowadays there is no lion actually but all the time we are getting some sort of threat in our mind and that is uh, actually happening we need to uh, address that thing and that is a period where our only that survival instincts are working we are not thinking about our future so when we are meditating during meditation you will have your all area the brain area it is it is actually documented i have uh, i should put that uh, study uh, by the stanford university that like i said when lion threat is there there your only survival area will when it is not there any threat is not there so only you dwell in your past or in your future that is your left portion of the brain most of the time which is um in autopilot mode things will revolve from a decade back thing or worries about future and anything which is which is in in autopilot mode another one is the right side which is the creative one which is all the time yelling that you know do this thing sujata let's do this thing mayank come on do some good thing in your life but we are not listening 
because this is in autopilot mode so what meditation do is the simplest example i should like i, I can give meditation actually uh, bring balance between left and right one so when and it is recorded in in stanford university during one meditator uh, a monk's uh, brain was mapped during that period so it was recorded that every uh, area right and left the creative one and the thinking one was activated all the time okay so at that particular period we have full platter in front of us so we can choose what is best for us right it is not about survival it is not about future it is not about past so when we have all you know sort of balance in front of us so we can choose what is best for us and meditation exactly does this with us so that is meditation and again uh, second one is mindfulness nowadays everyone is talking about mindfulness mindfulness is actually living in present so when we are not occupied our past and not very much clouded about our future so we live in present everyone says no, live in moment live in moment but how when you are so much occupied with your past and so much anxious about your future it is it is next to impossible focus on your present so when you practice mindfulness so you are actually into your present and when you are in your present you can you know have most of your present so if you are making most of your present you are actually making your future so in that way this one and another one is manifestation third one is manifestation so manifestation is actually for future it actually comes from gita and how from gita the one krishna was telling arjuna that you just sit and uh, meditate live in present and meditate about future also we just see that how you are you know overcoming them those duryodhana and other kauravas so that was the whole thing gita is giving us all three m look after our past to make best of our present and vision for our future it is a saying that you can't be what you can't see you need to see that so how you how to see that so manifestation uh, and guided meditation imagery techniques and there n number of things uh, we are listening nowadays vision our future so that is manifestation this is 3m i guess <laughs> taking all the 3m's from and in keeping inspired from bhagavad gita my next uh, question is from you people at least suggest you know once in a lifetime you should at least read the entire bhagavad gita just go through it and you'll realize the you know all the nicks and nacks of the real life so have you read the bhagavad gita of course that is why i am speaking <laughs> so confidently what's in it for the people why should one read bhagavad gita apart from this 3m what are your key takeaways from bhagavad gita can you list any three takeaways that you really have from bhagavad gita bhagavad gita's three takeaway the most inspiring one the shloka from second second chapter is the most important actually so it it says that whatever you are doing do it you know uh, do it in a way that failure and success should not affect and this will bring a uh, yog in yourself the, the saying is like that yogastha sthiti kurmani sangatyakta dhananjaya सिद्ध सीधो समो भूतवा समत्वम योग उच्चते तो धनंजय अर्जुन को ही वहां पे एड्रेस किया गया है कि अर्जुन यू जस्ट 
make yourself establish in yoga and what is yoga yoga is union basically with the cosmos with the society with the universe harmony with each and everyone the ecosystem and while establishing yourself in union in yoga in harmony with the society you do your karma and what is your karma which is um advisable for you advisable as in what is your temperament what is your nature for me it is serving the society like i'm doing i think i have found it maybe i'm over claiming it but i guess so maybe for you it can be uh, spreading uh, more knowledge about technology or other thing whatever you have with you as a purpose or uh, like karma passion whatever it is तो वो काम करते हुए यू जस्ट थिंक दैट फेलियर और सक्सेस पे अफेक्ट नहीं होते हुए तो दिस विल ब्रिंग यू टू दिस इज फर्स्ट एंड आई थिंक द मोस्ट पावरफुल बिकॉज वी आर सो मच यू नो ओवरवेल्ड विद द सक्सेस एंड सो डिसअपॉइंटेड विद द फेलियर दॉट एज दैट दैट यू शुड नॉट फील दैट वे एंड इवन इन स्ट्रेस मैनेजमेंट वी से दैट इमोशनली यू शुड नॉट फील वेरी एंग्री एंड वेरी हैप्पी यू शुड बी इन एंड वेन वी आर टॉकिंग ऑन एनी थिंग आई एम taking everything in a very philosophical way nowadays it is always about equilibrium right it is always about the harmony and in uh, mental health also this is the fine line of emotion you can say and if you are going beyond you get mania and if you are getting down so you can you can get depression and when you are waving in between up down medium so you can have bipolar disorder it is not only in mental health even in our life so that is one thing second thing uh, i should say know your dharma there is another thing like i mentioned up you just need to explore ki what is actually your dharma and dharma is not related to ethnicity or sort of add some life to the universe or some the humanity for the entire universe so that thing uh, in a way so you, you should actually invest time for that that is the thing and efficiency in a work third one is whatever yoga dharma karma you have add some pro efficiency few days back i was just going through the instagram there was a gentleman who recently popped out in my feed his name is mr gaur gopal das he's a very known spiritual leader and where he said the lack of facility shouldn't depress us and the abundance of facility shouldn't distract us it is actually the same thing yeah Okay now moving further towards your working side since you are mental health expert especially for women and children jab bhi mental health expert ki baat aati hai ya phir mental health ki baat aati hai the recent case that strikes our mind is the case of Sushant Sushant Singh Rajput the actor i thought of discovering it even after that you know a lot of people are opening up about their mental health issues even on social media still a bigger chunk of society feel you know what this is still a taboo to discuss openly about your mental health okay if you are having a mental health issue just go and seek out or do not expose it or do not express it socially in front of people so do you really feel that this kind of thing it's you know people are jailing up well with this thing and people are overcoming with this taboo sort of thing when it's about mental health yeah actually nowadays people are much open about their yeah taboo is there we call it stigma actually main objective of mental health program is you know removing stigma about mental health in society it is one of the access of mental health care to the community first one and second one is removing stigma in in society is the second one so yes of course stigma is there we still live in an era where people are 
okay to suffer okay to survive okay to commit suicide but not okay to speak out still live in that area but when we compare with a uh, decade before uh, now or even 5 years back if we um, see so there is much different and people are now now coming up with uh, their complaint that we we need some treatment for this and people are by themselves are seeking help uh, they are coming to us like i have these kind of symptoms so can you help with this so yeah things are changed and but but miles to go and thing is when we will not openly even uh, i should say that the taboo or the stigma you talking about it is mainly in in, in middle and upper middle uh, portion of the society what i can see people who are less privileged they are they're still okay with it they are coming to your opd but those doctors and highly you know white collar professionals and many of them are still coming uh, they are not very much open about that they are they are doing that but not still have that along with uh, when we are talking about the middle class of the society they still have that thing things have been changed and are changing but still we need to work a lot we need to speak uh, a lot even if you are if you will ask me even i am not very much okay about talking about my mental illness at all if i am having so i'll feel like i should not speak i can tell that i am having fever but i cannot tell that i i am having depression so awareness is something that we need to trigger it awareness and acknowledge awareness is there awareness is there knowledge about the thing is there but people are not acknowledging the thing we need to make them acknowledge and need to acknowledge yes this is also a thing and we should take it as normal as a headache or sort of any any other physical ailments when it's about acknowledging and sharing your words with people whom should we first contact maybe a mental health expert or maybe the friends or the families that are really close to us both actually with whom you are feeling comfortable with Your closest friends. We always seek our family and friends only when we feel some discomfort, even if it is about physical thing or whatever it is. But they should also have that empathy, or they should have sort of understanding, so that they can counsel you for good advice. You cannot go straight away. Yeah, people can go straight away to a mental health professionals. Nowadays, we are doing lot of work in that, so that people can reach us easily. phone calls without telling their identity also there are a number of helplines about suicide prevention to uh, depression to all mental illnesses we have that talk line you can say we have that rightly you said that friends are the first contact you will seek for so friends should be trustworthy i should say trustworthy in a way that they should not spread that news and they should give you right advice because if he is not aware or she is not much having that knowledge about that he or she might be telling you that are ye chalta hai let it be let's have a drink or something just chill ye bhi ek tarika hai jiski wajah se we actually exaggerate the symptoms and alcohol or any substance which is stimulating can cause more harm to your situation for the time being you can feel better good or some sort of thing but afterwards you can get more complex feelings and symptoms about your problem
Uh, since you have mentioned alcohol and recent questions just pop up in my mind, does that all the consumption of these tamasic things does it really affect the mental health of a person? Why not? Actually, everything has effect on our body, and like you are saying, tamasic things not only alcohol, tobacco, and any stimulant, but garlic and uh, other tamasic food, ginger and other uh, onion and all. There are two perspective of that. First is you mentioned in Ayurveda, it called satvic tamasic and rajasic food. when we are talking about tamasic food so it is heavy to digest in a very simple way they are causing actually very much load to your digestive system when we are talking about tamasic thing so and we have load in our digestive system our all blood circulation and everything it goes towards the central area of your stomach only just to digest that heavy food what is happening actually there is less oxygen for your extremities to work you feel sluggish and by the time because your all blood pool is towards your digestive system so your brain is not getting enough oxygen both the way sluggish mind sluggish body and you feeling lethargic i mean you can i have recently experienced now i can tell you the difference that after having a heavy meal eating those desserts and everything i feel so sluggish and feeling like sleeping only because of <laughs> overloading of our digestive system so our brain doesn't work in that period so for mental health also and for physical health also you need to make your food little lighter like you said not tamasic or satvic food is preferred food but i'm not saying to you know be monk and eat boiled vegetables and all but once in a while you have actually pointed out a very good question so weekly detox is very good idea and i'm practicing it for almost we can say um from the pandemic only from uh, march april itself i have started monday is the day where i'm eating only boiled vegetables and vegetable stocks or fruits or whatever live food not animal products like food dairy products i'm not having that day it is also helping it actually makes your body uh, weak though but mentally you feel so strong and the next day you feel so energetic because you have actually overcome those things you are not craving for chocolates and other sort of you have controlled your mind my god beautifully explain i mean this was one of the most scientific and technical question that popped up in my mind and you explained it beautifully i'm really glad this question popped up and you explained it in a so much of graceful manner okay uh, my next question i really feel that when it's about women when it's about females females are way more stronger and way more endurance stricken when it's about their mind as compared to men in general so why did you take up something especially related to women and child care why not men <laughs> okay yeah they are also but um, it will be little partial if i say but uh, majority of women like back then over a century uh, we are actually celebrating women's day we are living in a patriarchy patriarchal society it is not about men actually but it is not that i am not giving a focus for men's health men women need to like you said ki they have endurance and other thing but if it is not channelized it is if it is not in a you know right way so it is a threat to a society and first thing second thing physical health of a women is important child is because it is the future of our nation and when it comes to women i am a woman i feel some point in my life that there, there should be some help for me some sort of fighting thing in that particular area 
ऑफ़ I should say somatization is uh, one of the terminology you must have heard that there frequent complaining about pain vague pain all over the body and there is a history of you know doctors shopping we went for lot of doctors and investigations are all negative investigations are absolutely fine your paper is saying that you have nothing in your body which is causing pain but pain is there so no doctor no ox gynae no specialist will say that yeah you can have i'm i'm maybe i'm over saying that but this is the practice what i have seen people don't uh, feel medical practitioners don't feel can be somatization also and that is a starting point for me i feel that i should take up that as my purpose so i'm just seeking my purpose mank My God, I'm glad that I've heard this word from you that you're actually seeking your purpose towards attaining a better fulfillment for women and children in general. So congratulations Thank on that so part. Much. Okay, uh, when it's about mental health again, I feel and because this is something that I've tried and really worked for myself. You know, when you're really inclined towards learning something new, and in my case, I've been inclined towards learning and reading books from I would say somewhere around from the year 2012 or 2013. I've been very much inclined towards learning book, and every day I do not even hesitate in posting, even on social media that I'm learning this book. And a lot of people come to me and they ask me, "Okay, why are you reading this book? And what's in it for you? And all this kind of thing." So, from your point of view, I really wanted to have an idea when you read something, when you go through a lot of good books, like we just mentioned a few minutes back, the Five A.M. Club by Robin Sharma and uh, the Monk Who Sold His Ferrari by Robin Sharma. So, what sort of experience does it actually have in our mind? when it's about reading a book and actually gaining all those things and then spreading out the word to the world books are you are also a book bee <laughs> but <laughs> books are actually best friends like you say and even better than that jagrat devta hote hain if you are implementing whatever they are saying you just mentioned about robin sharma the five m club and the monk who sold his ferrari step by step guide about everything you have gone through that book so there is a practice of still late to inquire mm-hmm. and everything you know right. so if you are practicing it only one book transform you and the whole purpose of humanity is only expansion and sort of knowing and seeking your purpose only again it is actually very much a, even uh, i'll answer that book wala question later but the famous saying of rumi and it is one of my favorite quote what you seek is seeking you actually when you are reading book i'm sure you can also correlate with this in every page there is something which you can correlate ki acha ye wala to kabhi maine aisa socha bhi tha or maybe is book mein aisa tha so every book is uh, now i can say ki There is some uh, some common points in every book, whether it is and ultimately when we talk about it is Bhagavad Gita, I should say again. 
and i i regret that i started it very late though i have started it in back in 2002 or 3 when i was in school as as i have started that but, but i was not able to understand because of the language and the understanding and you need to have that vessel chahiye humko jab hamara brain utna developed ho jayega but it is not like that but yeah so books are best friends but until you are not implementing it there is no utilization you cannot gain lot of things out of that also it's not about gaining but at least understanding and expanding your vision and it's about the bhagavad gita uh, i still remember you know there's something called a constant urge i don't know what's being called in your practitioner's language but for me it's some sort of some urge in me that you know that saying me again and again that in a voice is actually saying ki you know just go and read this book you will find the true potential i would say the you will find all the answers just go and read it just go and go through it don't just go through it just imbibe it actually and you will find everything that you are seeking out there uh, i can completely correlate that like you said uh, inner voice it is inner voice antar dhvani antar dhvani is the word and we have we all have that antar dhvani in us there are two or more antar dhvani Again, I will say that एक आपका ऑटो पायलट वाला अंतध्वनि जो हमने सीखा है हम सोचेंगे ओके ऑटो पायलट वन विल से जस्ट गो टू ऑफिस जस्ट स्क्रॉल थ्रू सोशल मीडिया यू नो जस्ट बिंज वॉट सम नेटफ्लिक्स और अदर थिंग वॉट एवर इट इज फॉर यू we actually trapped with that autopilot thing and we forget that antadhvani antadhvani is actually polluted with lot of dhvani of autopilot so yeah ye antadhvani if you are just uh, it is also in the monk who sold his ferrari only in 30 second or 1 minute you should implement the idea or antadhvani what you are saying in inner voice of urge like you mentioned if you are urging something just start immediate within no time It made lot of difference in in my life. Fit is definitely coming. I'll really make sure. I just just go and hop onto this book as soon as I complete my recent read. As I've shared with you, I'm currently reading the book on habits, and the much recommended by a lot of people, the autobiography of a yogi. I mean, I've been through the first five chapters. I'm still finding the link to connect with this book. But kahin na kahin, it's again the feeling that you know, just pushing me, just. Go and read one more chapter. You will find it. Just go and read one more chapter. You will find it. I have actually heard so much about it. Like I said, that after reading a straight sixteen book on lot of things, I landed in Bhagavad Gita. Side by side, I was reading um, Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. So I'm about to finish that book. But again, I I should say that. I should go for Bhagavad Gita again. So maybe I'll I I can listen the summary from you about autobiography for you. Sure, sure, sure. Anytime. My last two questions for you. The first one will be what are the top three books that you really want to suggest to people, especially the young generation who are in their twenty-five, twenty-six, or maybe thirties or something like that. You need to name it those books. I mean, it is Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavad Gita, and Bhagavad Gita. <laughs> So it's Bhagavad Gita from Sujata, and uh, one last question. Let's suppose you are in your late seventies and eighties, and you have probably seen the best and the worst of the world, right? You are being surrounded by kids out there, or you might be giving some sort of session on that. 
So what will be your top three life advices? Or I would say the better word is to life takeaways from your own life that you really wanted to put out there in front of people and tell them, you know, this is what life taught me. Number one, number two and number three. First thing, it should be that inner voice. Just follow your gut, what we say, right? Seek your purpose, actually. But it is the thing that that first instinct or gut feeling or whatever it is, you should follow that. Though it is wild, it is not others calling, people are laughing at you, it doesn't matter at all. We all are conditioned to make others feel comfortable so that others cannot make fun of us. That is the thing I should say. Second one, just remove your mask. Just show what you are. You need not to pretend. It is okay to be crazy. It is okay to be insane. Thank you so much, Dr. Sujata. Thank you so much for being a part on this show. I'm highly honored and thankful to everyone for investing their time and listening to this episode till the end. If you found this conversation impactful and full of insights, then please share it with your loved ones. If you want to access the show notes from this episode, check out the show notes space. Do subscribe to this podcast to hear more of such purpose seekers that we have in our society. Now step out, follow your instinct and seek the purpose you are destined to. See you in the next episode. Cheers.